0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to No Easy Buckets. This is your host, Jacob. I'm joined uh, by a new guest this week, uh, a buddy of mine now from uh, the Hoopsite website, uh, Gabrielle Wilkins. Uh, I pronounced that right, right, man? Gabriel. Gabriel, yeah. Okay, okay. My bad, my bad. So So that's why. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you cover the Houston Rockets for Hoopsite, and um, you also do a lot of NBA content in general. You're involved with your college stuff, so let us know a little bit about what you do.
1: Um, my name is Gabriel Wilkins. Like you said, uh, cover Houston Rockets for com. Mm-hmm. Do a lot of NBA content uh, for Radio Paul Sports in Chicago. I've done that over the last two and a half years. Um, been a part of many podcasts as a featured guest, radio shows. Just love to talk a lot about NBA basketball and the culture surrounding the sport.
0: Exactly, man. And I started following you on Twitter last night and saw you were tweeting about Kevin Durant and a whole bunch of other stuff. So I was like, we got to get on the podcast. We got to talk about what's going on, uh, what happened in Game Five, and what's you know what we expect the next two next two games, and, and then in the free agency because that's the, when the real fun starts. So, um, but thanks for jumping on, man. Uh, we'll get right into it. Uh, obviously, most people know it's three two right now. The Raptors are leading the series. Going back to Oracle for Game Six. Kevin Durant came out today confirming that he ruptured his Achilles. He had surgery, actually, completed the surgery today, which kind of was not a ton of media coverage confirming whether he actually did rupture it or not until today. Um, So that was confirmed. You know, obviously that's going to be a year-long recovery. He's going to miss all of next season. Definitely he's not involved in the rest of the finals. Um, Do you see, like, I mean, the Warriors actually, I think, are like three-point favorites going back home. Do you think that's an overcorrection or, like, what do you think? Uh, do you think they have a shot in the next two games, or do you think it's too much uh, for him without without Katie?
1: You know, after the way in which Steph and Clay performed in Game Five and, and rising mm-hmm. up to that moment out in the Six in Toronto, I, I definitely think they have a shot. Especially if they come out hot to start the game and mm-hmm. they're crisp on their defensive sets and rotations, yeah. and they get shots to fall. I, I really think that. They can feed off of that crowd at the Oracle, especially when you consider the fact that this will be their final game ever played in that illustrious build now in Oakland. Yeah. Um, I think that they're going to be fired up and ready to go. I, I don't think it's a, a overreaction at all to uh, consider them as the favorite for Game Six. However, you know, if you're Toronto, I feel like you should always be a beat, especially any time in which you've been there three times this year. You've taken every game with no problem, each by double digits, if I'm not mistaken. You have yeah. one of the best players in the game right now, Kawhi Leonard, who's been on a scoring tear like, you know, any other player outside of LeBron these last several seasons of playoffs. Yeah. But if I'm Golden State, you know, I'm, I'm still going in confidently. And I think that they can use Durant's absence as an emotional rallying cry like they have been since he – out initially, you know, when against Houston in the Western conference semis, I I think that's a team that's going to be charged up and ready to go um, come tomorrow night.
0: I think so too. And uh, I mean, it's one of those things like they didn't look great in those two games in Oracle uh, last week uh, without KB. They looked tired, you know, Clay missed one of them. Steph looked gassed in game four. Um, Toronto just looked like they had too many options. And, you know but then they it did seem a little bit different they were more energized when KD came back so it's going to take a herculean effort from curry and tom i mean they really don't have anybody else they can score i mean i don't even think kevin looney cavon looney is going to play uh in the, in the rest of the finals as well i think he's kind of confirmed he's out for the rest of the the playoffs and you know it's I, they definitely could do it though i mean you you're going to have to get 45 minutes plus out of all your starters and but the, also, the factor into this is, like, Toronto, they haven't been here before. Kawhi has, but that's about it. And there is – I mean, what if last game shook them? What if the KD stuff, them losing at the last second, them thinking they had it won when Kawhi went on that run, scored, like, 12 straight points? There could be, like, a, a – mo- you know, their, their mojo could be gone. Like, they could be kind of out of it. You know, maybe they start slow tomorrow. And all of a sudden it's a, it's a 15 point game in the second quarter. And it's like, well, then anything can happen. So I'm I'm anxious to see it. I really, I I still would probably take Toronto if I was going to bet on it just because, you know, they just got too much and they're going back for game seven. But, uh, but I do think, I think, I think there's a very, very good chance we get seven games, which without me having a rooting interest in the game, really, I just wanted to watch more basketball. So (laughs) it it works out for me, (laughs) but but uh, but but what we wanted to get into, you know, maybe the main focus of this was uh, kind of the beginning of free agency here. And, you know, I'll allude to it here. There was a bunch of woge bombs today. But before that, you know, KD gets hurt. There's a lot of questions around what's going to happen with him. You know, he's obviously going to be out for a year. I mean, he possibly could come back in the, the playoffs next year, but that's probably wishful thinking. I don't know why you would even do that. Uh, you need to probably just take a full year, you know, tw- you know 12, 14, 15 months to recover from that.
1: I would agree with that, and I yeah. and I also think that his team, with mm-hmm. uh, agent Rich Kleiman and and the people at, at Rock Nation Sports, are gonna be very very selective, and plant you know in regards mm-hmm. to whether or not he decides to come back early. But I I I'm with you as well. I, yeah. I highly doubt that we'll see him in the 1920 NBA season.
0: Yeah, and then also too, I did see that you were talking a little bit. Uh, I happened to scroll across it about him opting in because he does have something that I almost kind of forgot in all the thick of it the other night, was he does have like a $31.5 million option to stay with Golden State, you know, instead of becoming an unrestricted free agent. And that is a possibility for him to with this injury. I guess everything's on the table technically with the injury more so than – I mean, he was definitely going to opt out without the injury. But now people are starting to think about it. what do you, What's your take on that? I mean, do you think – do you think that's even a possibility, or you think he's like, no, nah, I'm going to go find my new team now, or I'm going to stay with the Warriors long-term?
1: I, I actually agree with Woj and a lot of the, the media heads on this one. I, I think that that's a last resort option for him at this point. Mm-hmm. When you're Kevin Durant and you have a $300-plus sneaker deal with Nike that includes a $50 million retirement package, you have your own production company, and 35 Ventures, which agent rich climbing in, in, in Rock Nation Sports. You know, he he has a a, a lot of options in which he can consider. You know, he has money that will last him for a lifetime and will continue to last him, you know, once he decides to walk away from the game. I, I think at this point in time, he's gonna consider all options on the table. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him opt out of um, his 30 one and a half million dollar deal in which he could opt into and accept and return and rehab and go to state if he wanted. But after the way in which the situation went down, I, I think that that would be a last resort move for him yeah. and his team.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of what my take was as well is that he's only going to do it if, because, and, and, and honestly, maybe it's more more of a chance than not, because we we know the Kevin Durant, the person, is – you know he's he's an individual. He is not a I hate to say a wild card, but like he does beat walk by the beat of his own drum, right? Like he has mm-hmm. his own opinions on things. He's gonna he he has these ideas and these goals for his career that may not line up with what everybody thinks is gonna happen. So maybe he was obviously looking forward to this free agency coming up, and maybe he was you know after the finals was over was gonna take that week and really week and a half, two weeks and really meet with these teams and really go through the motions of being, uh, you know, kind of wooed by the Knicks or the Nets or whomever, my the Heat, whoever was going to get involved, or the Warriors. Do you think that? I think there's a possibility that because of the injury and him not being at full strength or even able to travel around and go to all these meetings and you know feel up to the cha- up to the task of sitting in a boardroom for however long or walking around an arena. I think that also could contribute to him possibly opting in and being like, you know what at 30 years old, next year, coming off an injury. I will be healthy, though, in July. I want to go through that process at that point instead of being signed up for two, three, four years at a place already at that point.
1: So, I mean, it could, but I think if teams are willing to offer him the max yeah, and pay him on his namesake and the production in which he's – and in level in which he's been able to play it, excuse me, over the last – you know, several seasons of his career, I think that that could potentially lure him mm-hmm. and be thrilling enough for him to walk away from Golden State and say, hey, I'm going to move on and seek yeah. to build my next chapter elsewhere. Because when you consider the the media cover surrounding Kevin Durant throughout his time in Oakland, it's been very up and down. And you have a lot of people who have questioned whether or not he truly has what it takes to lead a team, mm-hmm. and with all of the pressure and, and the scrutiny that he's had to perform under over the course of his career, I think that that challenge is still something that in the back of his mind, um, will resonate deeply with him, and mm-hmm. his team to at some point at least consider those options. Yeah.
0: No, I and I, I yeah, I think that's a that's a great point. So. And two, like if somebody's willing to offer him the, the the complete max at this state with an injury, with a year being missed, maybe that is a is is something that's going to mean a lot to him to be like, look, you're you're de- you're committed to me, that you're willing to go through this rehab process and basically, you know, a season and a half probably before I'm back to my regular self, so. Maybe that is going, to what is going to woo him as far as the team being committed to the long term regardless of his injury. So I think, I think there's a strong possibility that uh, he does end up in New York like, like he thought. But I, I do want to kind of look at that angle of it. So let's sure. say he does opt in. I think a lot of stuff is going through New York's head right now. First off, are we, to, are we about to max a guy coming off an Achilles injury that's going to 30 years old? I don't have any doubts about Kevin Durant bouncing back but in general when you're running a billion dollar organiza- multi-billion dollar organization that is something you have to think about you know heavily you really do have to weigh that mm-hmm. also if he opts in now your op- what you thought was a done deal or what you thought was your you know 90 you know almost to the goal line opportunity is gone off the table that changes the K- the ad trade possibilities that tra- I agree whether if Kyrie possibly considers going there there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff, like New York in general, like they lost out on Zion. They're looking at, is R.J. Barrett going to be taking 25 shots a game next season? I don't think anybody's going to be happy with that. But, so, I mean, that the Knicks, they, the, a lot of stuff. I bet they're staying in the office pretty late this week.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm glad that you actually brought the Knicks up because that's the number one thing that I think KD's injury – will have a, a a huge role in. Like, it's going to influence how teams such as the Knicks operate mm-hmm. on the trade market and in this year's draft. Like, you talk about the Knicks. This is a squad that Anthony Davis had on his short list of preferable destinations. And, mm-hmm. you know, with Durant gone or should he opt in to, you know, serve his final the final year's contract out in Golden State, I think people should consider whether or not the Knicks might ponder over pursuing Davis if they fail to pair you know one of the marquee free agents such as Kyrie Irving or a Jimmy Butler or Kimball Walker alongside of him in the Big Apple like they they definitely um could end up being the biggest losers out of this whole KD you know right new
0: yeah no I think they definitely could be because you know, and it, it, it does look like, you know, we'll get into Kyrie in a sec, but it does look like there's a strong possibility he goes to, uh, goes to Brooklyn or stays in Boston. That's still a possibility. But if you can't, if you don't know about KD, or let's say he does say he wants to opt back in, do you want, are you ready to give up all those assets for, for AD and go through a, a terrible season next year? Or, you know, even if you do max KD, what if he does say he's coming? You've got – if you make the trade for AD, he's still playing on a Kevin durant Kevin Durantless team all of next season. And yeah. is that going to be a good team? Is RJ Bear – even though maybe they'll probably give up that pick in that trade, but is AD plus maybe, you know, Kimball Walker, is that going to do – I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good squad, but – is that going to be enough to make AD stay, or is he going to walk to the Lakers? And then, you know, KD's sitting there without, uh, without, you know, getting to watch AD, uh, Anthony Davis play for a year without, you know, without getting to do that. That's going to be pretty frustrating. I, I think probably your best your best bet is to try to get as many of those guys. If if Durant is willing to sign with you this year. I probably would go ahead and make that trade because having them both in the same building in the same locker room, even if Durant is hurt, he'll still be around the team. That's just how he is. He's not going to be in L.A. all summer or all season, you know, bouncing around. He's going to be with the team because he loves basketball. So I think that would be even to me even more of a reason to make the trade because he's probably the best person to convince Anthony Davis to stay in New York.
1: For sure. I mean, it, it It would be a perfect reason to make a trade. However, when you listen to what David Griffin, Pelican's GM, has been yeah. relaying over the Wolves, this seems like that they want to get a deal done within the next week prior to the draft.
0: They want to make their that they
1: want That they want to make the move with whatever pick that they get from a selective team, that they want to have that pick in their hands prior to being on the clock. So if that's the case, then the Knicks are really facing a rough and rugged dilemma right now in regards to whether to relay all their poker chips and say, hey, we're going to go all in on this move and and acquire AD regardless of what Durant decides to do and and play our hand there. You know, we've we've heard earlier today that uh, the Knicks have been linked to pursuing Kawhi Leonard or aggressively pursuing Kawhi Leonard Mm -hmm. according to Ian Bagley. If that's the case, then that could serve as a plan B. I think that's what we're going to start seeing a lot of teams do now is ask themselves, especially those that are seeking to win now or operating win now mode, who do we go after as our plan B option in the wake of Durant's absence and missing the 2019-20 season, if not most of it? Yeah. Because we want to go and put ourselves in contention for that championship. Right.
0: Right. And, and I do think, you know, uh, the Kawhi Leonard, you know, he, he's always – he's been kind of considered as, like, you know, the L.A. Clippers are the the favorite for his destination or staying in mm-hmm. Toronto even. Not really – you know, they haven't been – it seems like a long shot for him to stay. But that's another player that – I mean, that, that would be amazing if you got Durant and Kawhi to sign in the offseason. Who cares what else happens right there? You know, what if you had a Kawhi AD Durant? roster that's that's a pretty that's a pretty crazy yeah I mean because it could technically happen because they have it two max <laughs> slots. they have two max slots and you know the trade they could they can make the trade work uh without having to worry about that I think I believe it could work especially because I mean people were saying they were going to sign Kimba and Durant and still make the AD trade so that would still be the same type of contract so that that's a scenario that um, you know, maybe after seeing them in the final, maybe Kawhi is swayed by, you know, playing with the Who knows, right? So there's a – the Knicks, it's feast or famine in my opinion. It's either going to work out and they're going to have all the guys in the same building. Maybe they just have to wait an extra year on KD or they're going to miss out on everybody and all of a sudden the Lakers have made a trade under their nose or the Celtics or something like that. So, you know, the it's going to be a lot to watch with the Knicks. Um, I, I wish their fans well, you know uh that that's it's had a tough run of it they were pretty bad last year they were pretty bad so um but I also wanted to touch on Kyrie Irving as well uh so he um he made known today that he's not going to opt into his final player option similar to the conversation we have with uh, Durant and uh, which was not unexpected even if he was 100% staying with Boston he was going to opt out of that and resign for a higher number so it's 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 news but it's not news but the reason that it's actually news is because of how the last couple of weeks played out and you know the burning of the bridges in boston and also the brooklyn news so um do you i mean he also just signed with rock nation as well which is which is who you just you previously stated kd is represented by Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of kind of you know conspiracy theories that you could form out for that but you know what do you think is the outlook for him like What's the likely destination, or do you think it's going to be, you know, something that's going to take us a week or so? He's going to wait a long time before we find out.
1: I think Kyrie's been giving us the signs that it was either going to be the Knicks or Mm next all along. Right. You know, he's been doing a lot of um, relaxing in New York, attending a lot of events around the the Big Apple. And Mm -hmm. I feel like the latest move, leaving his longtime agent at Jeff Wessler, a guy that helped facilitate the trade for him to go to Boston in addition to the endorsement deals in which he's generated through Pepsi and and Nike and what have you. Right. I I, I would be shocked at this point if he does not end up signing with the Brooklyn Nets. I, I would be very shocked. I, I really think that they have cemented themselves as the prohibited favorite mm-hmm. to land um, Kyrie Irving this summer Come either midnight july 1st if not the next day <laughs> right um, I, I, I i truly believe that and I, I think that they will seek to pair him up with d'angelo russell a guy who's a restricted free agent i think that they'll match whatever offer that a team is willing to come in with and and, and pay him after his all-star season and more than likely most improved player of the year season when it's all said and done um i think that they'll seek to try and make that pairing work in the backcourt under Atkinson and, and go yeah. to an upper level in the Eastern Conference.
0: So do you think that him and Russell together is a good decision? I mean, that's something uh, to me. That's the
1: million-dollar question, man. I, I, I'm. That's going to be a very interesting pairing to me because yeah. when I look at it, you know, just thinking about it in, in my head right now, like I see two ball-dominant guards. And right. I feel like they're gonna have to find a way to learn how to get a customer plant off the ball alongside of one another. I think D'Angelo is a guy that's more willing to play off of the ball as opposed to Kyrie, um, mm-hmm. and but I also think that Kyrie is more than capable of playing off the ball. How that how that pairing works remains to be seen. Um, I'm more so interested in personally whether or not the Nets would be able to get another free agent to pair alongside of Kyrie preferably a wing player. I think that that's mm-hmm. what help work wonders for their system over there alongside of Russell and Irving um in Brooklyn.
0: Yeah, no I mean uh, cuz I think there's there's I think there's a way out there for them to keep Russell and bring in another free agent along with Kyrie. There um,
1: there is. They have yeah. two max slots.
0: Right. And and then you have the rights to match on Russell. So mm-hmm. you, know, you could play it out to where you sign the two guys and then you let Russell get an offer knowing that you're going to match it. And you obviously you're going over the, the cap in that situation. But if you've got three guys of that caliber, you know, that's you're, you're in, you're in Brooklyn. You've that people will go, people will show up for that team as soon as there's a contender there, as soon as there's star power there. Like that's a market that's not going to be tough to get, Tickets sold to, even though they weren't very high last year, but so I don't think that's going to be a problem if you can get somebody else. I mean, Jimmy Butler would be an interesting option there, or you know, there's there's some other middling guys, but um, but I you know I'm, I'm I've, I've liked what they've done the past couple of years, I really do, and I like them re-signing Dinwiddie. They've got some really decent role players that are signed on like affordable deals um, to kind of fill out their roster, and they, you know, I think they have two first-round picks this year as well or no they only have one they they traded it already so but so and prince. Yeah, for and yeah. prince who honestly is better than anybody they're going to get at that at that pit in my opinion i think uh so and they have his rights and restricted free agency next year so they could end up having a pretty good role player or a you know a, the fifth best starter on the roster you know and a pretty a pretty good trade that could work out for a pretty good trade for them but um but they're definitely on the come up and you know i I think that's where Kyrie's going to go. I still think there's an outside shot that he gets convinced. I mean, because also, too, the Celtics, even though AD and his agent, Rich Paul, have said, we are not entertaining a uh, re-signing in Boston. If you trade for us, it will be a one-year rental, which is like a no-no, don't make that deal. But Danny right. H is pushing forward. I don't know if he's trying to screw the Lakers up or if he really thinks that just get him in the, get him in the building and I'll do my magic – because I think that's the only way Kyrie stays. If if Danny Ainge pushes and makes a Celtics trade in the next, you know, week, like David Griffin wants, then I think there is still a possibility that they could convince or Davis could convince, hey man, come back and play for me with play with me for a year. And then that could that could turn things on its end as well.
1: I think um, so. However, one thing I've noticed about Boston, mm-hmm. especially lately, in the wake of the big three era. And even before you have a lot of free agents that do not care to stay there. And right. most of the moves that Danny Ainge has had to make in order to acquire stars, even alongside of guys who have served as the face of his franchise throughout his tenure, such as a Paul Pierce right. or Al Horford, he had to do it either via trade or free agents. Yeah. And, and and that's something that is is um very alarming to me when free agents that you have on your roster aren't necessarily enticed to stay. Now I do believe that if they were able to get Anthony Davis before the NBA draft, that that would definitely make Kyrie Irving reconsider or think about well, hey, maybe should I seek to stay in Boston and right um and, and join forces with with Anthony Davis here in in a relatively you know top heavy Eastern Conference. But Brooklyn is a, is a chance to start fresh and anew. And for the first time in his career, being on that free agency stage, he has the option to decide where he would like to play as opposed to being drafted somewhere like he was Cleveland or being mm-hmm. dealt elsewhere like Boston.
0: Right. No, you're exactly right. And uh, and I, I think too, and to go into that story about how you talk the, how interesting free agents have been, in the Boston uh, market, uh, no pun intended, you know, it's a restaurant. But there is something, like, it's weird how Boston's opinion of guys that come there via trade and how this kind of impression it makes on NBA players. Like, sometimes something that's not a mainstream point is something that means a lot to players in in how they view franchises and fan bases. Like, the way that Gordon Hayward has been treated among the fan base coming back from his injury and how there's, you know, they've they've basically been pretty negative, and they want to trade him and all this stuff, and they're not, they're booing him, things like that. You know, that's after he committed to you for four years, right? He didn't have right. to do that, so that right there could be something that makes a difference when it comes to a free agent signing. It, and it also has always seemed that players drafted by the team have always had more fan support than a player that potentially signed as a free agent or was thinking about it or came over via trade, like Kyrie or like Hayward. You know, guys like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, you know, they feel like they have a pretty devoted portion of the fan base there, you know, because they've kind of seen them grow up. And and in my opinion, that leads me to say that I I do think that they should stay out of the AD trade, the Davis trade. I think they should let Kyrie walk. I think they should take what they have, maybe package some of these picks and, and try to get a player or just, you know, wait for the next free agency period and go with this. Go with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and really run with that core because I really think they're teetering on the edge of just basically blowing up whatever strategy they had the past couple of seasons and really going down the drain because if you make a short-sighted trade for AD and then all of a sudden he doesn't stay, Kyrie doesn't stay, Horford's gone, you don't have Tatum anymore, maybe Brown was traded or Marcus Smart. Like you you could be very, very depleted. You could be in a tough situation without really anything on your roster in the next two, you know, in two years' time.
1: So. I think they're already in a tough scenario, and I'll tell you why. Because if let's say Kyrie does decide to leave, which I think a lot of people across America think right now, um, who outside of Tatum do you really, really trust? If you're Danny Ainge as a piece where you can say 100% confidently that, hey, we could build around this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we can really do whatever it takes to, to build a contender around this guy. I think landing Anthony Davis, even let's say if Kyrie Irving wasn't able to stay mm-hmm. or, or, was, or or decided to leave, I, I think landing a guy like AD for Boston, at least helps them to keep their window open at competing. And anybody that knows the way in which Danny Ainge moves as we do, we know that he's a guy that's a competitor. and He's not afraid to get down and dirty with the best of them and make moves to keep that team within the thick of Eastern Conference you know, contention. So yeah. if that's the case, I, 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 I think that they should still go for it because there's been a lot of times where guys have said, hey, don't trade me somewhere and they get dealt there and if they're supported well, and they receive the the love and the treatment, or or, or the franchise satisfies them enough, you know, with their surroundings and whatnot to stay, then maybe that they will reconsider. You know, prime example we saw that last year with Paul George in Oklahoma City. And I know that guys like Hayward and Irvin haven't been, you know, treated or accepted into the Celtics culture as well as Tatum and Brown having Marcus Smart. Guys have been drafted there, however you know you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take
0: <laughs> that's true and i and,
1: and, and i think that you know i'm a, i'm a firm believer in 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 the saying that scared money makes none and mm-hmm. if you got a chance to get a guy that's a top 5 player in the league and anthony davis you know why not if Kyrie decides to leave maybe put yourself in the sweet space to try and land a guy like kemba walker if you can yeah you know, it's a, it's a lot of talented players in this free agency class and I, I'm. I think that they they have a lot to gain and a lot to lose at the same time. But I, I don't right. think that they're going to go down without a fight.
0: I don't either. And they've they've kind of waited for this KD thing to be to kind of be realized all these these past two years. And I don't think Ainge is going to just walk away from the table without really giving his best shot. Even if his whole intention at this point is to screw Los Angeles over and make them give up everything possible to get him, which that could very well be it. Maybe he has no intention of actually pulling the trigger on AD because of the, you know, non not him hard – going to be hard to re-sign him. Maybe he just wants L.A. to have to give up Kuzma and Hart along with Ball and Ingram and in their picks, you know, just to, to kind of give – to kind of give a little – you know, to stick it to him a little bit, you know, because of that rivalry. So, regardless, you know, he's going to go be, he's going to be involved in everything. He's got three picks. There's no way he's making three picks or he's keeping three picks on his roster. So, you know, there's going to be, even if they don't get involved in the major trade for Davis or whatnot, there's going to be some small stuff there. And sure. Uh, so, they're, they've been active. They're gonna be they've been
1: more. active in, yeah, they, they've been active in the Clint Capella, you know, conversation yeah, as well with another. the Rockets trying to trade you know they're big man and probably make a, a, a additional upgrade on the wing they they have options
0: yeah oh and too uh, real quick since you know i have the houston uh, riders uh, houston rockets rider here what do you yeah. think about the chris paul market do you think it's a market that is legitimate or do you think it's just kind of like you know a rumor that was kind of started up just because of the way the season ended or do you think there's actually a possibility that he gets traded somewhere
1: I think it's a slight possibility. However, Mm -hmm. I think if Chris Paul were to get traded um, out of Houston, I think it would require the Rockets to um, take back an enormous amount of salary Mm -hmm. featuring players that who might be, you know, solid. They might not be, you know, solid enough to help them get over the hump in the Western Conference. Mm -hmm. I I don't, I'm not going to say that I would be surprised if Chris Paul gets traded, but Do I like his chances at this point? No, (laughs) especially with the suitors that have been linked to him and the teams that could really use him the most, such as, let's say, on the Miami Heat. Mm -hmm. I I don't think that that's a team that Daryl Morey will seek to do a deal with or the Phoenix Suns, even for a wing in return, such as Josh Jackson or TJ Warren. I I just, Mm -hmm. I I don't see that. And with them having limited amount a money to spend, um, cap wise, you know who can you even get that could serve as a valuable replacement above him. Now, right. if a team like let's say the Milwaukee Bucks want to step in, you know and, and maybe try to add a, a, a All-Star veteran point guard along alongside a Giannis Antetokounmpo, and maybe make a deal where you involve in Chris Paul for let's say Eric Bledsoe and a couple and you throw a couple other pieces in there to make the salaries match then maybe that's a possibility but outside of that I, I don't see it
0: that's one I haven't really thought of that's a I'm glad you threw that out there that's that's something to think about for sure that would be cool to see kind of like that veteran presence with with Giannis and and that team over there Um, even though technically I guess they've they've been just as far as Chris Paul has in his career but Um, I think the, probably the most, the, in my opinion, the most likely spot he would get traded if there was a market would be some type of last minute deal to to the Lakers just because of of LeBron trying to push that envelope and saying like, we got to do something. And I mean, if if Chris Paul is healthy for a season playing with LeBron and some other role players, that's a playoff team because you know, they're going to get the best out of each other and they're going to be rejuvenated to play with each other for the first time ever. So, uh, that would be fun to watch I, that would be something that I wouldn't be unhappy about like I don't necessarily want to see him get traded to Phoenix to just try some type of project they have going on there um, that they keep failing at or or any, or you know, maybe not even Miami but i would I think it would be fun to see him play with Lebron even though that's probably not the best financial decision if you're you're the Lakers and that would also mean they missed out on a lot of other yeah. people so it would be you know not not that's not their that's probably their third or fourth. I guess option uh, coming into the offseason. But, but I would you know, agree with that. Yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, there's a lot of other free agents out there. There's a lot of other stuff going on. I'm hoping to have you back on probably before July 1st, uh, before that stuff really starts uh, really getting he- heated up. Um, we have the draft next next uh, next Thursday, I believe, the 20th. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there there will be some trades agreed to the camp process till July 1st and things of that nature. So there will be a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, but I really do, uh, you know, think that the the KD the injury and the implications on his landing spot, and then the Kyrie kind of flip flop scenario. Um, we still never really know what Kyrie's thinking. Are the two main storylines that that are going to decide a lot of the other stuff? You know, they're going to decide where a lot of these, you know, tier two players end up going. You know, Kimble Walker and, and, and such like that. So, and Jimmy Butler. So, um, but anyway, man. If you don't have any other final thoughts, man, it, it was great. It was great having you on.
1: I appreciate it. Anytime. Yeah. I love to be back on. And, um, yeah. you know, just to let those who, you know, follow your podcast with no easy buckets know, you can mm-hmm. follow me on Twitter at GTime underscore mm-hmm. one. Oh, yeah.
0: Talking a lot of NBA. I was seeing it today following yeah. on there. So there's a lot of good conversation going on. Of course, I'm at Jacob McCormick underscore um, uh, we, we obviously do grizzly centric content on no easy buckets, but now that I've joined hoops hype and got all these, uh, amazing, uh, NBA writers surrounding me, I'm, I'm getting guys on, uh, like yourself and, and, and a lot of other writers. Ho- hopefully we're going to have four or five more episodes in the next week, uh, next few days and week, uh, to, to, to pump out for you guys leading up to the draft, some pre and post draft stuff, but also look out for both, uh, both of our work on Hoops Hype, you know, I cover the Grizzlies, he covers the Rockets, and um, you know, uh, keep 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 following us for the season content as well. But like you said, follow you on Twitter, follow me on Twitter. But it, it was great having you on, man.
1: Appreciate it. Anytime.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. Peace. <laughs>